all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Hello and welcome back into another all-season edition of the Who Dat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. As always, my name is Andrew Galata, and we're coming at you kind of, this is the start of our free agent frenzy here, and this is going to be kind of a three-part episode here, as it is Sunday, so usually we don't do episodes on Sunday, usually, first of all, the Saints are playing on Sunday usually, but even the off-season, we usually don't do episodes on Sunday, but this is a special one because the CBA has passed. So it's going to be a really cool episode to dive into this. Obviously, we're also trying to get you more content with all the, the sports basically world stopping due to the coronavirus. So we're going to try to give you as much content as you can, Saints-wise. And I'm going to try to kind of split this podcast up into kind of three parts here. So first part of this episode is going to be about the CBA. Second is going to be about the salary cap. And then third is going to be about free agency and the uncertainty of it. And then, you know, we're going to also end up with, I'm just going to toy around with a few ideas for the future of the podcast during the break of all these other sports. And let's see what you guys think about it. And it's good. Again, it's all going to be kind of what you guys want. I want to tailor this to you. I want to give you guys more content. I want to kind of give you an escape from the news that's basically right now all about the virus. And obviously it should be um, because it's obviously very serious. But to get a break from that, we want to bring you here and give you a ton of sports stuff and we're gonna i'm kind of toying with a lot of stuff maybe moving over to other sports maybe doing a little of baseball a little basketball but we'll we'll get into that at the end of the episode but for at least this week we'll be talking about all free agency all saints all of the nfl basically and starting with the cba so we're just going to get right into it here as the cba passed one 1019 to 959 the votes 60 vote difference 30 people voting differently would it change this so crazy stuff there approximately 2,000 people voted um 2,500 people could have voted so definitely stuff interesting there so kind of what does this mean it passed and you know you guys know my opinion on it. it's not very highly it was not a big fan of the cba because of the increase in schedule the playoff format changes and seems like the salary cap change this year is not even that big but we're just going to get into it and basically give you guys my analysis, what this is about, what I think about it, and kind of what this means to the Saints. Then we're going to get into how the salary cap kind of is affected by this, the future salary cap will be affected by this, and what's kind of up for the Saints to do this offseason and this week as free agency gets to go. And then kind of we'll transition then to free agency here as we'll even start on time because Sean Payton said it's not going to. It's just not possible. Too many moving parts. No visits are going to be allowed. And it's going to be, no one's also going to be allowed to take physical to the team. So it's going to be very difficult for this stuff to happen. But we're going to get into that as well. Starting off with the CBA, though, only passes by 60 votes. And it was supposed to pass in a landslide. Then it didn't think it was going to pass. And now it finally does. So, again, th- this means a ton for the league, for the Saints. First of all, we're going to start off with the playoffs. 14-team playoffs starting next year. Seven from each conference is going to make it a one bye week. And, look. It's going to hurt the Saints, most likely. Now, it could actually help the Saints in a big way, though. Because if you think about it, if the Saints are ending up being that one seed, that's a huge advantage. And to me, I think it almost guarantees a one seed going to the Super Bowl. And and people are going to ask me, well, you're crazy. That's not true. That's not going to happen. Because, I mean, so much parity happens in the NFL. With one team having a bye, look how many times those bye teams go to the Super Bowl. Now you're going to make that that group of bye teams even shorter. Not making it bigger, which is kind of what I wanted to do. But this passes. So if the Saints are that one seed, 
It's not a guarantee to the Super Bowl because anything could happen. We know that. But it gives you a much bigger chance of winning the Super Bowl. So if the Saints happen to be that one team, that's great. And also if the Saints end up having having to be that last team in and you're that seventh team, that's great. And if you're the Saints, you got to love that because if, if you're that final team, at least it gives you a shot. And it's not impossible, obviously, and you're going to take that opportunity. But if you're in the playoffs and you're one of those other teams, it's going to hurt. And why? Because now the two seeds also are going to have to play in wildcard weekend. And the three seeds are going to play in wildcard weekend as it did before. And it just, to me, the, the parity is just not there. And think about this year. You would have had three, two teams, you had three teams at 13 and three. Two teams would have played on wildcard weekend. Is that really fair to those teams that go 13 and three? And there's a lot of, it's hard to go 13 and three. And to me, you're just incentivizing teams to go 10 and six. Because really, there's no difference from being a four seed, really, or a five seed. Or, or not a five seed, four seed or three seed. There's really no difference. So there was a difference before. Or even a two seed. What's the difference between a two and a four seed right now? And usually there's a big parity between the two and four seeds. Just look at this year. So to me, that's very, very important that we're not getting that. And it's something definitely to look at. Because honestly, at this point, what's the big... Di- now look, you play a worse team. Now we'll just take this year. Your five seed this year was the, was the Seahawks, which obviously are a much better team than what your seventh team would be, the, the Rams. But I thought the Rams were a very good team this year. And then your 16 was the Vikings, who ended up being very good teams as well. So is there a drop-off? Yes. But is it that big? And it's just, when you're kind of looking at those teams that either barely win your division or don't win your division at all, it's 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 difference. And those two, three, four seeds, they're all going to host a playoff game at the end of the day. Now, maybe the teams that they're playing will be different, but playoff team is a playoff team, and they're good. So as we found out this year. So maybe it's not as much as the parity of the teams. I, I think it's obviously that's something to do with it, and you saw that the Niners were definitely, and the Chiefs were the best two teams. I, I thought they were. And, I mean, yeah, obviously the Ravens, just they kind of just fizzled out. Saints were up there, fizzled out. So, look, I, to me, those I think the best two teams did end up playing in the Super Bowl. But, again, I just don't know if you're going to get that in the seven-team format. Because the hottest team, even if your hottest team barely gets in, does that mean that they're going to beat a one seed rested up like that? And that one seed just, to me, is too big of an advantage. And they're also, if you're the one seed, you're the best team anyways, especially by record. That's going to give you even a bigger advantage over not only the two seed, but the three seed and the four seed. Because I don't know how much better the Niners were than the Saints, and they would have a much bigger advantage in this format. Something very interesting to look at. And if if I'm the Saints, it could either obviously be very helpful on the off chance, because if you're the one seed, that's great. And who knows, maybe the Saints will be the one seed, and that's really big, and that ends up really helping them in 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 a big way. Or if you're not one of those seeds, and if you're not the seven seed, because obviously the seven seed, you'd rather get in the playoffs than not play in the playoffs. If you're not one of those two two seeds, they're not happy about this. And that's obviously there's there's five other seeds that make the playoffs. So you're taking just by pr- probability. If you're making the playoffs, you're probably not going to be happy about this. And if you're a non-playoff team or a team like that, it's not that big of a deal. But to me, that's just very interesting. Again, I like the five-team format. But again, the six-team format, I was fine with the playoffs the way they were now. And that still gives a lot, a lot of advantages to the one seed. And they should get an advantage. But this is like a too big of an advantage. Because you're going to give them, you know, home field for at the playoffs, bye weeks, all that stuff. To me, I don't know if that should happen. It's just, again, it's it's going to be very, very interesting. They're the only team with a bye week. It's, it's, it's the parity to me, the parity level goes down. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking. And to me, you want to you, you want to you, you make it just as much parity as possible. You want to make things... Look, you would like to see the 7th seed go all the way to the Super Bowl, but the, the idea of that happening is just not very high. 
It's even less than a six seed making it, and the six seed was extremely low. I just don't see any seven seeds coming in here. And some seven seeds in some conferences will be under 500. And I don't think an under 500 team deserves to make it to the playoffs. So that's kind of just what I'm thinking here. And again, not very good for the playoffs. And that's just what I'm thinking. And that's why I do not like the CBA the most. The playoffs are bad. But you know what's also really bad and I don't like is a 17-game season. And that'll be starting in 2021. And again, players get hurt enough. And that, that's, that should be such... Importance here, and I just don't feel like it's being highlighted enough. And and that's the player's ability to stay healthy. Players, a lot of teams get killed by injuries in a 16 game season. Now you're gonna move to seven to 17 game season, and you have these owners who are just looking to get money, and it just shows again. And I'm sorry, it's just to me it hurts hurts these players way too much because you're gonna see even more injuries, and that's not gonna help them in the long run. And it's gonna hurt people's careers in the long run, and just all that stuff. It's not gonna be good. And also what I don't like about a 17-game season, I heard this morning on ESPN, now you're going to have uneven home and away games. So now one year the Saints are going to get less less home games than away games, and one year they will. And like that year-to-year parity is going to be so just, it's too, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. You would like to just have an even amount of games. Now with the odd amount of games you're going to see, just, I don't know. And also they're going to be decreasing the preseason, which I think NFL players need those four games in preseason. And I'd rather have the 20 games be 4-16 and 16 and 3-17 and 17. And it makes a big difference. People say, oh, one game does make a difference. One game does make a difference. For sure. Because if you're coming in here now, I mean, it's just too much. Too much. Because now these teams are going to be even more injured. Because even the Saints were relatively healthy these last few years. And to me, you put one more game in there, you don't need more people would have got hurt. Because at the end of the season, like a lot of teams, they're healthy for the first 12 games. Or, or first 11 games. First 10 games. Like they're healthy. They're like, okay. It's like the very off teams that are definitely out of the playoffs. Like, they don't, their, their teams are just, I mean, some teams are just devastated by injuries. And those teams are going to be hurt regardless. But now we're looking at the teams now that kind of get hurt. You saw this year, like the Seahawks or the Eagles. Teams that make the playoffs because they were healthy the first 12 games and they got a nice start. And then they were just patching it up at the end of the season. Saints are one of those teams too. And it's just after, game after game, it gets even more injuries. And it just piles on, piles on, piles on. And now you're just adding an extra game to that instead of the playoffs. And you're adding less teams getting a bye. It's just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion, and you're going to see more injuries because of that. So that's just kind of what I think about the 17-game schedule, and it just shows how money-hungry some of these some of these owners are, and the TV deals are going to be bigger. And look, that's all great, and you obviously want more money, but at the expense of what? Now your star players are going to get hurt more and all that, which will decrease the amount of money. So definitely something to look at there. Now, those are the two main negatives. Now, I'm going to go, go look at the positives because there are a few positives for the Saints, especially, and that's going to be the salary cap. That's really going to be the only one, in my opinion. The future salary cap is going to skyrocket. Now, it won't this year, but they're expecting a 40 mil increase, I saw, in 2021, which is ridiculous. Or in the next two years, it's going to be 40 million. Whatever it is, that's a huge increase. Huge. Like, that could change so many things because right now the Saints are cap strapped, and there are a lot of other teams that are cap strapped too. So right now, this year, the cap's going to be 198.2. So that's only going to have the Saints really $7.5 million to spend. But now they can make that they can make that go way up. Because if they know that the salary cap next year is going to be 40 more, 40 more million more, then they can really just push back contracts. Because you won't have to deal with that. So that's definitely something, if you're the Saints, you have to look at. And it's definitely something that I think they you definitely got to be just looking at all the possible avenues here. Because it's definitely something to look at. Because... Look, it's not a good salary cap this year, but that's also because they don't have the TV deal. Supposedly, that was a lot because of it. They haven't they haven't really made money off. The, they're not going to make money off TV deals until those are secured. They're not secured yet, 
So that's going to make that that money range, especially next year, go up in a big way. A lot of people were expecting it to be over 200 million on this year, and it falls short of that. So that's it's, it's disappointing there. So again, the salary cap for for last year was about 188. So now this year it's only going to go up 10 million. So again, people thought it was going to get over the 200 million dollar range, but it doesn't. So that, that's kind of where it falls, and it falls short of that. Now we're going on to our next kind of set of this podcast, and that's going to be the salary cap, the Saints salary cap. How do they deal with the new CBA? And kind of we're going to focus really in on the Saints and how they manage this. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we're going to get into some salary cap talk, salary cap maneuvering for the Saints, as it's going to be a very, very interesting kind of set here. As the Saints are going to have about $7.5 million to spend here in a few days for free agency. It doesn't look like they're going to franchise tag anyone, so that's not going to be a big issue. But a big thing about the CBA, just to add it, I forgot to add it before, is that the franchise tag is only one tag now. So you, not everyone, only one person can get tagged, which just helps these big players can get some big contracts instead of getting tagged. So that's definitely something to look at. But that's kind of the main things about this CBA. And to me, the two negatives are the, the, the how many teams make the playoffs and then the 17-game season. Also, I mean, you can get into like the, the minimum salaries go up, which is good for those players, and that's kind of why it passes, because it really helped these middle-of-the-road players, and there are a lot more middle-of-the-road players than there are star players. And also, the um, the revenue share, the, the players get more of that, so they get 48.5, which is going to be nice, and the revenue is going to go up, which is going to be big for them, so that's obviously big there. To me, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's a 10-year labor agreement. That's a labor piece, and that's really good. And I I really want to definitely say that. It's good that we have something in place, even though I don't like it the best just because of these kind of details here. At least we're going to have football play for 10 years, and there's no questions about it. So that's obviously really good. But it's just, to me, it just fell short in a few places. And you had a year to really, and yeah, free agency would have been halted because of it. But at least we got something, and... Again, it, it could have been, to me, it's just not the best deal, but at least we have something in place, and it could have been worse, I guess. But that's just kind of what it is there. So now moving over here to the salary cap, Saints have $7.5 million to spend. Now, how are you going to kind of maneuver that? Because right now, Breeze is under con- under the cap number for 15.9, but he's going to come back to the Saints. He's coming back. We all know that. So let's just say he gets paid $25 million, so you're going to have to pay him about 10 more to, to that cap number. So now... Basically, you're going to have no cap room if you pay Drew Brees. But here's what you can do. You can probably push back a lot of his dead cap. So he's got $21 million in dead cap. You could probably just push that back over the next few years. As salary cap goes up, it won't be that big of a deal. So you keep on pushing that money back. And you know what's nice? I mean, in baseball, they have like these, these deals where they get pushed back over like 40 years and the whole Bobby Bonilla thing. But, you know, interest is paid with that. So that's kind of the big thing. This Breeze deal, if he agrees to it, there's no interest. So that $20 million, $21 million gets to come less and less and less, which is good for the Saints. So, I mean, they obviously shouldn't be complaining about that. Breeze may be taking a bullet because of he's not getting his $22 million right away, but because there's no interest. Maybe they will give him interest just for after he retires and everything, but for now, it's that's kind of what uh, they're looking at there. So that's kind of interesting. It's just a little interesting kind of nugget to look at. But $7.5 million, let's just say Breeze, let's say it goes up like $6 million. So let's just say after Breeze, right now you have no cap. Let's just say that. They've used all the cap room, you have nothing to spend. And, and this is after allocations for draft picks and all that stuff's in there. So basically, you have no cap. 
Then, then, then what you would have to do is, to me, you have to cut Janoris Jenkins or restructure Janoris Jenkins because 11.25 million is way too much for him. So what I would do here is just cut him and then restructure or whatever the Saints want to do. Obviously, if they were going to restructure him, they would just restructure him and not cut him. They may extend him. I'd give him, look, he cannot be making more than Josh Norman, in my opinion. Josh Norman is making $6 million, I think even less cap hit. So to me, I, I would like to put his cap number down. I would extend him. You give him a two-year extension. So you're going to have this year plus two more. And I'd give him $15 million there. So you give him a little more up front. And he gets paid $5 million a year. I think that's fair. If he doesn't want to take that extension, we'll just we'll cut you and then re-sign you for $5 million. He does not deserve to make that much. But if you want to have that nice number two corner, or maybe they'll cut him and add someone else. Definitely something to look at as well. Because, I mean, $11.25 million, might as well go out and spend that on Chris Harris. So that's definitely something to look at there. Kiko Alonso, I mean, $8.5 million, you're cutting him. To me, he, he's going to be a guy that's going to get cut. That's like five hundred in dead cap, but you're going to cut him. He's just not worth it for that much money, $9 million on the cap number. Not worth it for him. Or $8.7 million, whatever. It's definitely almost $9 million. Definitely not worth it for him. So eight point five would come off the books with him. That's very, very big. And why that is very, very big, because, again, if you can restructure him for less, but he's just not worth $9 because you can find a replacement for him for much less. And if I'm the Saints, you know, you could probably use that $8 million to sign Jamie Collins. And then you'd have Jamie Collins instead of Kiko Alonso. And let's just say you re-signed AJ Klein, and then or you could get someone else. Again, maybe get Thomas Davis or something. So if you had Demario Davis, um, Thomas Davis, and then you had Jamie Collins, and then Alex Anzalone, what kind of, you have a great core there from the linebacking position. But that's what I would do. To me, restructuring Michael Thomas is definitely something the Saints should look at. And why the Saints should look at this is because, again, number one, you're probably going to save around $8 million, and you're giving him a lot of money up front. So you'd be giving him basically $8 million in cash, saying you had a great season. You had the best season of all, one of the best Saints wide receiver season of all time, had other great seasons of all time. This is kind of our payback, and be like, thank you. Like, that was really big for us, and we just want to give you a thank you. So we'll give you it in cash instead of waiting throughout the year. And that's fine. And the Saints will give him less uh, cap hit and all that stuff. So that's really good. You're basically giving into in cash instead of spreading it out throughout the year, which is good. And that's going to go into your, um, and you could spread it. And then what they're going to probably do is then spread it out. But what they could do is then just, look, you're going to have $245 million in those bonuses and all that stuff that you can spend um, basically over the cap. You probably put it in there too. Um, I'm not a capologist, but that's maybe something you can do. You could probably do the same thing with Tyron Armstead or just extend him. That's probably something the Saints will look at doing to obviously he's going to be up for extension next year so again he may be a player you want to extend save some money and you, and you could just kind of he's got a pretty big cap at these next two years so you can just spread it out give him a big increase when the cap goes up that that would obviously be good there he's definitely a player to look at that same with larry walford you could probably extend him do some good things there demario davis you could probably extend him do some stuff there and then when you're looking at it, you're probably going to want to extend Sheldon Rankins or figure out what you're going to do with Sheldon Rankins because right now he's on that fifth-year option. You can cut him, you can extend him, you can do all that stuff, but you're probably going to want to figure that out. Nick Easton, you're probably going to keep him because he may be your next left guard. So you're just going to keep him. You're not going to cut him. So to me, that's... And you could also restructure or extend the kicker and punter more stood lots. That's interesting, and that's something I think the Saints could look at, but that's kind of what you can do. And if the Saints would do all those restructuring moves, you can get them up into the $40 million range, and that will give you a lot of room to sign guys. And to me, you, you want to look at last year, the Saints started out the same range, like $9 million I think they started out with, and they ended up with, at the end of free agency, $9 million. How? 
I don't know. They, they got a, a lot of players. They got Murray. They got Butler. So they got Cook. Those those are their big three guys. They also got some other guys. And they still ended up at the same amount. Who knows how? But they did get it done that way. So that's that kind of just looks at um, Lumenomics and some, you know, the cap god, <laughs> Mickey Loomis, because that's what he really is. So that's definitely something to look at there. And just this cap's going to go up a lot next year because the TV deals and everything's coming in. The extra game's going to come in. The minimum salary's going to go up even more. So that's kind of just what you're looking at there. And then finally, our third part of this episode here is going to be, is free agency going to start on time? And to me, I think it's. I think the league's going to try to do it. And people are saying, well, there'll be no visits. Yeah, there probably will be no visits. Maybe one, maybe one or two, because all these teams are stopping their visits for college players. But that's a little more different because it's a lot more players and it's harder to screen, stuff like that. And also the college players, because a lot of the colleges right now are doing on, online classes. It's going to be tough for them to get to all these different places because they're not going to be able to fly. Yes, and a lot of these players, like Tom Brady, yeah, he's on a private jet, and you could screen him, and you can make sure that he's good to go going into the facility. Or, because that, that could happen, because it's just individual players, and teams can get that done for the physicals and all that stuff. Or, they could just do it over video and stuff like that. Now, the physicals are the only thing that would kind of give you issues, but what you could do, you could maybe push back those physicals, and not make any deal official until next week. Something you can do, and not many players fail their physicals. You're looking at the, the one or two players a year, so it's probably not that big of an issue. So that's kind of definitely something to look at there, and I think teams are going to do that. Sean Payton says it's not going to go on. That's interesting. Sean Payton, obviously, he's saying this, this is not possible. You can't have face-to-face interactions with these players, so how are we going to sign them? And I told you guys last episode the Saints are really big into face-to-face visits, interactions, all that stuff. So they're going to lose that. That's something they're going to have to pivot for. Um, a lot of teams, according to Adam Schefter, are just not ready for this type of free agency. And again, I think that if you can get it done, you got to get it done because you cannot push back everything. Now, I'd be fine if they if they push back free agency because now you're going to have more times to figure out the tags and the now you're going to have more times to speculate with the salary cap if you're a GM and stuff like that. So if they moved it back a week or two, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it would actually help all these teams. But the problem is, and maybe I didn't figure this out until now, is that because if you push back free agency, you have to push back OTAs, and it seems like the draft's already going to get pushed back or that it's going to be put in a separate location. That's just kind of where you don't want to be behind the eight ball so much where it's going to affect that down the road. Or maybe you're going to have to do a lot of things in a very short period of time. It's going to be interesting. And we don't really know how long this is going to affect the sports world, this country, with the coronavirus. So we don't really know. So if you can get it done, if there's any way to get free agency done, it's just one thing that you don't have to worry about down the line. And I understand that. Now, I think, is it in best interest for to move it back a week or two? Yeah, probably. It's probably in the best interest of these teams to just figure out a plan and maybe give them some time. But the NFL is going to try to get it through just because it's just one thing we don't have to worry about down the line. And these guys are professionals. Mickey Loomis is a professional. Sean Payton's a professional. you got to get your stuff in order. And you got to figure out ways to not, you know, bring these free agents in for visits, maybe virtual visits, maybe all that stuff. But there kind of has to be a way around that. Maybe they're able to bring guys in because maybe they can screen them and stuff like that. That's possible. I don't know how likely that is. And it's not like you can get, the, I mean, right now the the airline system is not like these guys, you can't let them take commercial flights. So then you would be having maybe like a private jet flying people around like the team's private jets. I don't know how that would work. I don't know if the teams would like that, but I think it's something to look at. Will it, in my opinion, will it start on time? I think the NFL is going to work really hard to get it on time. 
Do I want it to start on time? No, I told you guys. I w- Not that I don't, but I would be fine with them just sticking back and look. Just saying, it's fine. We'll move back a week. I would like it to go on because I, I want these storylines just as much as you guys. I, I want to hear the Saints signing Jamie Collins. I want to hear the Saints signing all these guys. We haven't got it yet. And we're not going to. And this is really the only thing in the sports world that's keeping everything sane and everything going. You turn on ESPN this morning, it was five hours of CBA talk because it leads to something to talk about. And when Tom Brady gets signed, it's something to talk about. So, again, it's going to be something to look at there. And the CBA, I think, helped a lot of deals to happen. You had Clayus Campbell get dealed today. You had Ryan Tannehill get extended. And he's going to make $29 million, which is probably going to be more than Drew Brees. It just so much shows you how much Brees is taking this pay cut very seriously. So that's obviously good. And, you know, if that happens, that's big. And, again, but Tannehill's going to get paid. Clayus Campbell got traded to the Baltimore Ravens and extended for two years, $27 million, So the star gets paid there in Baltimore, making them even stronger of a team. So that's obviously something big for them. And then... Really, I mean, those are for today. Those are two big news. I mean, that's kind of what's happening. And tomorrow is when it all starts at noon. We'll kind of see what's going on. Still, no news on Dak Prescott and all that fun stuff. But there is some news here from some other players. Tannehill was paid. That's big. That kind of takes them out of the Tom Brady sweepstakes. So we'll see what happens here. But tomorrow, hopefully, there's more Saints news. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow at to at. I'm thinking like five or six expect a podcast to be out Eastern time, really after the main pushes. And if the Saints are obviously close to a deal, I'm going to wait until it's finished just so I can be able to report that it's done rather than just say, oh, we're close. So expect something around six Eastern time, seven Eastern time tomorrow. If free agency goes on, even if free agency doesn't, we'll get to the effects on that. Probably then it would be a little earlier, but definitely something to look at there. And then also before we log off here, I do want to talk about kind of the future of these next few weeks of the podcast. Because next week, hopefully free agency goes on, and then we'll do our free agent frenzy. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll have podcasts for you. And then the following week, maybe we'll get something out on Sunday. We'll just kind of recap free agency, all that stuff for the Saints. But I don't know if you guys like this idea and tweet at me. I'm going to put out a poll later on both my Twitter accounts and to see if you guys would like this idea. Would you guys just want two episodes a week on the Saints? How we've been doing it, status quo. Or would you want to do two episodes on the Saints, same? Or would and then we're gonna we add a podcast in there about maybe basketball, or add one in about baseball. I'm obviously a fan of all those sports, so I I could definitely talk about it and just like put some cool kind of maybe ranking stuff out there, kind of what I think to kind of just add some content out there. And I could have some guests on for people that are more experts on the baseball and the basketball to just kind of get that in. Something to look at, something to think about. Or do you want to do just like an NFL, like branch it out a little bit, just do NFL. At basketball, if you want me to do a specific team, just, again, I'd probably just do, like, the teams that are in it right now. Baseball, definitely get some people on, get some conversations on. And that's the same thing with football. We're going to try to get some more Saints guys on and um, just on this free agency stuff. And we'll definitely should be fun. I mean, probably the next week, no guests because it'll be free agency talk and I just want to get the news out there and all that stuff. Then maybe after that, we'll get some guests on. We'll get some maybe basketball guests, baseball guests, all that fun stuff. I would like to see that happen, especially because we have this kind of break. Or maybe we'll do a little stuff more on YouTube. I'm going to give you guys a poll and see what you guys want. Would you guys want two episodes about the Saints, one episode about baseball, one episode about basketball, at least for a little bit? And then we'll kind of we'll see what happens after that. And then it's definitely something to look at. So very, very interesting stuff there. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up the episode here. So if you like what we're doing here at the Hoodat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media accounts, you can follow us on Twitter 
at the hood at this me personally on twitter at andrew galata and then also on instagram at the hood at discussion and then also we are on anywhere you listen to your podcast that means spotify google play and obviously itunes so definitely listen to all those stuff wherever you listen to your podcast we are on so i want you guys to listen on those platforms the ones you're best at so wherever you're finding us know that we're on anywhere so that's obviously some great stuff Definitely tweet me out on Twitter. I want to hear what you guys think about not only the Saints, but kind of the future. Do you guys want me to do a little more content about some other sports? Now, that wouldn't be permanent. It would just be for a few weeks while we get through kind of this no sports period. It's just more content that I can put out, and I'd be happy to do that. And I I have some more time with all this stuff happening. So, again, it's just something I would do if you guys want it. I want to hear what you guys have to say. So, definitely tweet, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Definitely get to me on that, and maybe we'll become a little more active on Instagram, get some more polls out. But that's just kind of what we're thinking there. So, with all that said, I want to say thank you, run it back, and who dat?